Welcome to the Roswell Business Podcast. Today, we interview Jeremy Worley, talking about his life, business, and wise words. Enjoy. All right, well, Jeremy, uh, thank you very much for spending a little bit of uh, your afternoon today with us. Um, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast, to have a chance to talk to you, hear a little bit more. I know the people will enjoy uh, the things as I have over the years uh, getting to know you. Sometimes we interview people that I've never met. Uh, sometimes it's people like yourself that I've actually had the privilege of having some lunches and some meetings and then even did a uh, leadership study with you a while back. And mm -hmm. uh, just a, a privilege and an honor to have you sitting here with us. So um, why don't you uh, give us a little bit, uh, tell the listeners, tell me, uh, those that are uh, chiming in about a little bit about who you are, you know, how, how did you grow up? Um, what makes you tick, you know, those kind of things. And then we'll just kind of springboard. Sure. Well, Donovan, thanks for having me. I, you know, I love to, to come on stuff like this and just talk about uh, business and life. And um, I know in a lot of our discussions, we've, uh, we've enjoyed just kind of talking about what's going on in our life and what is going on in our businesses. And so uh, thanks for having me. Uh, my name's Jeremy Worley. I'm from Roswell originally, born and raised. Uh, went to Goddard High School. And uh, my grandfather, was the principal at Roswell High School for lots and lots of years. And uh, my mom was a first grade teacher, father was an attorney. And so deep roots in Roswell, this was always home. Uh, but I <clears throat> went off to school to Baylor University and studied finance, sick on bears. And um, after, uh, after college, I actually worked as a undergraduate admissions counselor for Baylor and recruited students and I loved it. And, uh, in fact, I, as I became a business owner a little bit later in life, I've, I've often drawn on a lot of those principles and lessons I learned even as an admissions counselor years ago. And so I ultimately, a few years later, went to law school. And uh, after graduating from law school, moved back to Roswell and uh, have been practicing as an attorney full time for the last 12 years, but have been involved in kind of a number of different businesses. I practice law full time, but I think kind of my heart is more the entrepreneurial aspect, uh, the business side. And so uh, sure enjoy that part of it as well. Okay. So uh, what were, were you always finance driven? Was that something from a time when you were little or? You know, I've, I've always enjoyed kind of the math side, but for okay. me, it was one of those just practical decisions. Uh, I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do but I knew that no matter what, there was gonna be a function of needing to understand principles of finance and money and how to manage money, whether it was law or anything else in the business world. And so I, I felt like if I graduated with a finance or a business degree, then it at least equipped me to go out and be successful in any number of different industries. And I always kind of had a, a, a kind of a leaning towards law. I felt like, you know, just, uh, that was something that I would, would likely end up doing. But even in practicing law, I deal with issues of finances every single day. Yeah. So, so let's talk about that. What, what is it on the law side that's so intriguing to you? Because I've uh, just in the time that I've had conversation with you, 
it's not just a job that you do. This is like a very passionate right. side. Uh, <laughs> what does that mean? Well, for me, it, it starts with helping people. My specific practice area is in the injury field. So I help people that have been involved in various aspects of, of an injury or an accident. And so the interesting thing about that, Donovan, is nobody comes to see me or our office or our team when things are going real well. You know, you, yeah. What happens is you've got a husband, a wife, uh, mother, father who's sitting at a light, or maybe life is just perfectly normal and in an instant it changes. Yeah. And they walk in our doors and every single person's story is different. But no matter what, whether you're in red car, blue car, or you were in a catastrophic accident, there are certain aspects of life that are disrupted through an accident. And it's usually, it has issues of finance. It has issues of health, medical bills. There's stressful events related to, I can't do these hobbies that I enjoy. And, and so what, what we see is just about every aspect of someone's life is impacted through an accident. And what we do is we step in and we say, okay, how do we help make life better for you? I mean, my first questions are not even really related to the legal issues. It's what's going on and how do we go on this journey with people from, I've been in this horrible event to I can get my life back. Yeah. And we, we often talk about <coughs> attorneys are called counselors at law, but I feel like I, a big part of what I do is just as much on the counseling side. It's life. It's how do I get through this horrible event of my life and be okay? And, and that's, what, that's what we spend a lot of our time doing. And certainly there are, the, the legal side comes into it. But when you say, what is it about law? It's about helping people and, and figuring out what is the service that we can provide that this person whose priority is they want to be a good husband, a good father, a good mom, good dad, and this event has, has hurt their ability to do that. Now, what, what small part can we do to say, let us take this pressure off of you. Let's help you get back to those things that matter the most to you. So in listening to you, it sounds like it's not just a job. There's a, a lot more to it for you. Right. Yeah, there is. And that's every single person that walks in those doors. We never quite know what we're dealing with. Yeah. And it's sometimes it's just a matter of um, uh, it's a nuisance for me to deal with insurance. But you know what? Sometimes it's a matter of I lost a loved one as a result of this accident. We see that range of people come into our office. Yeah. And you think about what that's like for someone that loses a loved one. They're not dealing with issues of I don't have my car for a little while. It's life issues. It's I've just within the last month been dealing with a, a woman that I helped whose husband died suddenly at 37. Wow. And, and what we're doing now is we say, we're not just a law firm that you come in the doors and here's your check at the end of the case. We really want to work hard to get involved with their story and figure out what is it that we can do to be a blessing to you, to help you. And that's where I think it goes beyond just the legal side. So uh, changing gears, uh, we talked a lot about uh, some of your business and stuff, and we'll probably visit that again because that's a very passionate side of who you are and right. what you're about. Um, as a, let's go back uh, as a child or even teen or uh, 20s. What, what are some of your personal passions or things that you just enjoy tinkering with? You know, if you've got time to, to play with something, what, what does that look like? Sure. I, I think as a child, it started with sports just have always loved athletics. 
playing athletics, uh, being on teams, and then even continuing on to watching athletics. And um, I've always enjoyed that part of it. I've enjoyed the competitive part of that. So in athletics, I'm gonna interrupt you. Okay. What, uh, what, what type? So What's I, your favorite I, sports? I or? grew up playing basketball and baseball okay. all the way through high school, loved it. Um, didn't, wasn't the most gifted athlete, but I loved, I loved competing. I loved getting out there and saying, if I work hard enough, I can be uh, successful at something. And so uh, I loved the camaraderie of, of being on teams. And um, so certainly athletics growing up, uh, something else for me was just my faith has always been a really important part of my life and grew up going to church and uh, just Early on in life, it became really important to me to learn how do you serve people? How do you use the skills that God has given you to make a difference in the lives of people? And sometimes those are hobbies. For me, it became a life's passion of using the training and education I had in law to then um, go on and, and use it to help people and make a profession out of it. We're gonna pause right there and then we'll cut. This mic keeps dipping more. <laughs> Okay, so uh, I'll ask you then too, uh, let's go to the professional side of those same sports. What's your, uh, who's your go-to? What's your... All right, so my, my loyalties start with Baylor. So okay. I know that's college, but feels like professional to me. Uh, love the Baylor Bears. Uh, gonna be going to a game this week, this weekend oh, nice. against Kansas. So uh, again, grew up going to Baylor homecoming and love Baylor athletics. So just about anything Baylor related, I'm, I'm all in. Uh, professional sports wise, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan. Okay. Um, baseball, St. Louis Cardinals. Grew up wow. a huge Mark McGuire fan and it just kind of continued on to the Cardinals. So, okay. Yeah. And even today, I, if I'm home, I love to have it on something um, with sports. And I have a six-year-old daughter and a nine-year-old daughter. Uh, and a wife that don't love athletics like I do, and they'll say, oh, not another game, because <laughs> they, they knew football ended, so now we pick up basketball and baseball and all these others. I think for them it never ends. So, so uh, I guess one of your uh, escapes uh, from uh, reality from time to time is just to lock away with a game and disappear for a bit? It is. Okay. You know, I just decompressing for me is watching a game. I love to just read and learn. I'm fascinated with um, learning about other aspects of business and other industries. And uh, I love audiobooks. I can put on a game, put on headphones and listen to a book and I'm in my happy place. Nice. <laughs> okay, so I know that you have your hand in uh, various places. We'll transition into a little bit about uh, what you do. I know we've touched a little bit on that mm -hmm. just in conversing. Right. Obviously, anybody that's uh, in charge of their own businesses and things like that, that's usually what we talk about the most because that's a, a big part of who we are. Right. Um, but I know you've got your hand in several things. Tell us a little bit about that. Sure. So I, I am uh, an owner, along with my brother, Josh Worley, of a law firm uh, here in Roswell called the Injury and Disability Law Center. We started the law firm about two and a half years ago, and it was really born out of a dream to create from the ground up a law office designed to fit the specific needs of the clients that we were serving. Okay. So as the name suggests, um, I handle all of our injury side of our practice. My brother, Josh, handles all of our social security disability cases and okay. also veterans disability cases. And 
those two cases complement, those two practice areas complement each other really well because there may be times when someone is injured to such a degree that they then need help with filing for disability or someone that may come in needing disability help was actually injured as a result of an accident. Okay. So um, we, we started the, the law firm two and a half years ago and just had this heart for trying to develop, build it, create uh, a product that could specifically be used to help those specific clients. There are okay. a lot of firms that you may go see lawyers and they say, I have a general practice and they do criminal and family law. It's not me. I, in our office, we've really tried to specialize in a practice area and then surround ourselves with good staff and good people that just kind of buy into our vision for what yeah. we wanted for this office. And so um, we've been doing it the last two and a half years and it's just in loving it. We're, we're one of these that we try new things. We try and get creative. We kind of, if it's a, a normal practice in the <laughs> um, kind of in the general practice of attorneys, then we tend to take a little bit of a different approach and try new things. And, um, but start from a place of what is it that the people that come to see us, the clients, what is it that they need? Yeah. Why do they come to see us? And what is it that we can provide to them that provides them the best service? Nice. And, um, Donovan, we have been blessed with extraordinary staff and they just kind of buy in. Josh and I have just tried to have this vision for who we want to be um, as business owners, as men, as husbands, as fathers. And we've tried to bring in staff that buy into that and, and equip our staff to, to love on people, um, but also recognize we got to do things really well, serve them well, communicate well. All those different aspects that we identified that goes into a successful being successful and providing the best service. There's so many different parts that we break it down into, but for us, it started with just having the right people around us that could buy into that. So from, from a full-time practice standpoint, I practice law. I'm also involved as a business owner in a couple other businesses. Um, my dad and brother and I have Ice and water vending. I was going to bring that up. Yes, yeah, so, such a cool thing that you guys. Ice do. houses, and, and we love it. And what it is, these are standalone ice and water vending units that we have in Texas and New Mexico, and uh, we have a few employees that help us run them. But we can essentially run them from our cell phones. Nice. Um, largely computer driven. Really? Yes. You're completely. From, yes, we have four cool. ice and water vending units in Waco, Texas, 500 miles away. And we can see up to the second um, business, how they're running, if something's wrong with it. A lot of times we can fix it remotely. We really? can vend bags. So it, it, okay. it, not, and it fits for us and those things that we love. And yeah. that's technology, business. That's really cool. And um, so we've loved it. We've been doing that the last six or seven years. Okay. Have units in Roswell, Alamogordo, and Waco, Texas. Nice. Have seven total. So we do that. Uh, <coughs> I am also a, uh, an owner in the Visiting Angels franchise mm -hmm. here in Roswell that's non-medical home care. Right. We typically have anywhere from 20 to 25 employees in Roswell. And our territory stretches from Roswell to Artesia, okay. Carlsbad, all the way into Las Cruces, pretty much southern New Mexico. Wow. And um, so that's still growing. And then one other part, my wife uh, is a speech therapist and okay. she has her own business called Speech Therapy Solutions, and she has three employees, uh, three speech therapists that work for her, 
And what she does is she contracts out with the Roswell School District and right. provides speech services to them. She also does some um, speech work with the Down Syndrome Foundation. And I handle kind of more of the financial side on that, kind of the business aspects of it. And she does all the, the speech services and all of that. So between all of that, it's kind of a wide range of different size of businesses. And But, oh, but what I've noticed, uh, a common theme that seems to be coming not only from your businesses, but from your statements too, is you guys are very much about people. Yes. Um, yeah, and I, I think anyone that's going into business has to figure out what is it that drives them? What is their passion? I mentioned law and helping people. It's the same thing that, that we're doing with the speech service or non-medical home care. There are these common themes of, if we're gonna provide a service, um, we wanna, first of all, set the culture from the very top. I think it starts with leadership and we try and be really intentional about that. Um, the people that we hire, the people that we partner with, I've got uh, business partners in each of those businesses that are, are good men and women that have similar values and operate from a place of uh, a certain faith foundation or core principles that we're unwilling to compromise on. And um, a, a big part of what we're doing is working with people and being willing to serve people. Uh, and I think just really being intentional about how you set up a business. If you can have, you can do a lot of things right. And if you don't get the people part right, relationships, how you communicate with people, then you're, I, I believe your business will ultimately fail. And so the, the people side for us, it just happens to be a good fit for my personality uh, and the people that I work with. And it's certainly fulfilling for, for us from a business standpoint to get to be in industries where we get to be surrounded by good people, but also serve yeah. good people. So let, let's talk on that for a moment. Um, just from your own experience, whether it be study, obviously you've had two and a half years of uh, actually being fully in charge as a business owner. Mm -hmm. um, it's one thing to own things that are out there, but to actually, I know with the law practice, it's day in and day out and you deal with those people on a regular basis. Right. Um, what are some things that you've learned or have been able to observe that uh, would bring value to the, the others of us that own businesses and have employees and things? What, what have you seen? I think a couple of things stand out to me in, from a, an attorney perspective and what I do. Something that didn't just come naturally to me or you might not think about it initially is just the value in learning to listen to people. That is, that is something at the core of what we do in our practice. If someone comes in and says, I need help, uh, it's a mistake for me to jump in and say, oh, you need help with this and your bills and all these others mm. from saying, okay. wait a minute, let's step back, bring you in. What is it that you need? Let's listen to those needs and then let's come up with a plan. Yeah. Uh, how do we solve those problems? If the same thing that keeps you up at night worrying about it, and I a lot of times will actually phrase it that way. I'll say, what is it as you after this accident or whatever you're going through, what is it at night as you're laying awake in bed at night? What is it that's keeping you awake? Let's start there. Wow. And for you, that may be as simple as I have, I'm worried about these medical bills wrecking my family. But for the next guy that comes in, it may be, I may not ever be able to work again. How can I support my family? And I'll never know if I, if they step in and I just assume and start telling them all the things about the services we're going to provide. Right. It, it starts by listening to them and now let's go to work. Now let's, let's use these skills and abilities that we have and customize it for that, per, for that individual. 
but but I do think starting with listening is a good place. From an employee standpoint. I was going to bring that up sure. because you had mentioned how much you've been blessed uh, to have a team that buys in. And, you know, what have you been learning about creating that type of an atmosphere? From day one with the law office, we just tried to set the, the tone for who we wanted to be as an organization. If there are certain principles you're not willing to compromise on, then we know from a baseline the way that we treat people, the way that we handle those difficult clients. Um, we know that's going to basically form a basis of this, this is how we're going to treat people. This is, this is um, how we're going to run our organization, how we treat clients, how we treat each other. You know, that, that has a bearing on a lot of different things in, in an organization. But I think it starts at the top. And if you just go out and say, we're going to be an attorney and provide a service, in, in my opinion, as a business leader, you're just asking for problems. It, you have to be intentional about um, who are the people that are going to come alongside this journey with us and buy into it. And if they can't, they may be good at what they do, but if they can't buy into how we want it done, then they're not a good fit. And we're better off figuring that out on the front side. So when we interview or we talk about bringing anyone into our organization from, from a, well, I don't care whether it's a receptionist or a case manager or another attorney, we try and be really transparent about who we are. Who are we as an organization? Um, and, and start to try and find out, find people that want to be part of that. Yeah. Most employees, it's not just the paycheck, Donovan. It's we have found... Uh, most want to buy into something that they're passionate about. That's good. And yeah. you, when you bring in people that are passionate about helping people, it just is such a natural fit. It just, it, it's amazing to see them at work because then you can equip people to go out and do your job. We have case managers and legal assistants that I don't micromanage them. Yeah. I equip them, say, you, I, I, I trust you, go out and do your job and do it well. Uh, we try and give everyone <coughs> responsibilities. You have authority in this organization, but you're also part of a team. How do we operate as a team? Because it only takes one or two people to start kind of this infectious process, right. to undermine who we are, to start fractures, to start these, um, just these processes that eat away at, at who we want to become. It sounds like what you're saying too, though, if I'm hearing you right. It only takes one or two to start the infection the other way. Yes. And, yeah. uh, and start a really good thing. It does. And if you can find people that buy into that vision, there's a certain level of respect. And, and okay. let me be clear, that doesn't mean we're free from conflict. I think if you try and have an organization that says we're never going to have conflict or we're going to avoid it, that's not healthy either. So let's address that. Um, how do you guys, uh, because you said that you've got this um, just really good atmosphere that you've been able to establish in, a, in several years. Mm -hmm. Now, granted, I know you had other things that you were doing prior that kind of helped build momentum, but sure. Uh, how are you guys handling that? Because obviously it does come, you know, uh, what's, you know, people that are listening, business owners, managers, things like that, you know, um, we all like to uh, see what we can do that's good and sets all that. But um, I think, at least in my uh, decades of uh, business. Most people are not good with the conflict side. And right. uh, what, what are you finding that is successful or helpful or, you know, ha ha address that however you... Sure. I, I think I've screwed it up as much as I've gotten it right. Okay. But, but Donovan, for us, what we have found is good communication is probably the single most important thing 
that that we have done to help avoid some of those. And okay. again, it is not that it, it prevents it, but it means when we have something come up, we address it. We don't pretend that it doesn't exist. Uh, why did it come come about? Is it personality driven? And what are the things we can do better? Because usually it has some some bearing or some coming from a place of, of poor communication um, one way or another, whether that's as simple as a, a phone message that's not relayed or how I see them dealing with other clients or whatever it may be. Um, and I think as the leaders, it falls on Josh and I to, to set the tone. Um, but also, we really try to emphasize just that we're a team. It's a family yeah. atmosphere. We have seven of us in that office. Uh, that allows for us to, we work closely, which can be a good thing or a bad thing. Yeah. Um, but I hope for Josh and I, each of our employees know we give value to what they do. They're important. Um, they have authority to make decisions, but also if something comes up, we'll support them. But also we're not going to tolerate someone who comes up and just goes out of their way to start issues or to be a thorn in the side of what we're trying to yeah. do. And being willing to be honest with people and have those conversations is a lot healthier than just saying this came up and as an owner, I don't want to deal with it. It's on them. Yeah. That's what I want to do. But for the health of the organization, we need to address it and we need to step in and say, before this becomes a bigger issue, let's do our best to figure this thing out. Yeah. And if we have that, that foundation of the respect and being a team and all that, what we have found is that helps work through a lot of the issues that inevitably come up. So you mean you don't get on social media and blast all about it and talk about everybody, but not talk to who their face. That, that's, that's one approach. Um, we, we totally discourage, kidding, discourage that. Um, but you know, that's out there. We're, right. we're not immune from it. We're, right. and I think the benefit of having multiple businesses and having business partners is learning from each other. Yeah. We have different skill sets certain things that I don't do well. Thankfully, my business partner and brother, Josh does well. Same with visiting angels. Tyler Carter's an amazing leader. Um, he runs, does a great job of running the day-to-day -day for us. And I learned from Tyler. I learned from the wisdom of having my dad be a business partner. Yeah. And I, I will be the first to tell you, I don't have it all figured out. I screw it up constantly but I'm constantly also trying to learn from, from others that have been involved like yourself and other, uh, other businesses. You know, we've talked about in our lunch meetings or just our informal conversations, how much I've learned just in, in your experiences and what you've gone through in your own businesses. Well, and likewise, I, I'm, I'm right there with you. I, I love studying people's stories. I love interacting with them to find out just like we're doing here today. You know, what are these little nuggets, these little keys that you've found that unlock those doors for those of us that, you know, we might face something a similar way and, oh, wait, I, I remember hearing so-and-so say this, I can do this, you know, mm -hmm. I can get through it. So um, shift gears again, um, we may uh, drift around, okay. uh, uh, you know, that's, that's part of the fun organic nature of it. I know you grew up in Roswell, but why did you, what's the driving force behind doing all most of your business in Roswell? Uh, well, after college and going to law school, I had an opportunity to come back, opportunity to come back and practice law with the Sanders Brewing Colin Worley Law Firm. Okay. It was a firm that my dad was kind of one of the uh, early attorneys in that law firm, okay. and I was the kid that grew up in the hallways, get to be part of that that firm, and and loved it. And so I got to see a little glimpse of 
uh, what that firm was like. And so when it came down to practicing, I got an opportunity to get to practice law with my dad and my brother who were wow. both practicing there in Roswell. And um, so I was the beneficiary of a child getting to grow up in this community and yeah. be the son of a business leader, a principal at the high school my grandfather was. And so Roswell was home. Okay. Um, but uh, married an East Texas girl. She okay. thankfully uh, agreed to move to Roswell. And um, Donovan, we just kind of prayed about where we were supposed to be. I told you okay. that a faith is a big part of, of our life and my life and business and profession and, and my personal life. And when we prayed and felt like where we were supposed to set down roots, it was Roswell, New Mexico. Okay. It wasn't, uh, I, I, there are a lot of things Roswell didn't have, but Roswell is an amazing place to, because of the people. Um, and when I look at Roswell as a business opportunity, I think there's lots of potential. It's, um, and obviously I'm not just saying it, I believe it because of okay. our, uh, our law firm and the, the visiting angels and some of these other businesses. I just think the uh, population wise, um, just the opportunities here. Sometimes if you go to other communities, big cities, you've got tons and tons of competition or tons and tons of industries. And in Roswell, you can build relationships, you can know people, you can know right. your banker, um, and you can know the people you're dealing with. And I love doing uh, things like this where people get to learn more about who we are because yeah. I love that about Roswell. I love when I go to do business with you, I know who you are, I know the type of person you are, I know the type yeah. of employees you hire. Well, it's that's unique, what Roswell is. It's a uniqueness, isn't it? That is unique. Yeah. And I, in fact, I, I was just visiting with a cousin of mine who lives in um, Dallas area, okay. and he was asking business questions, and I encouraged him to look even at some of these smaller communities, because I think there's so much opportunity to build relationships um, and, and use those skill sets that you can develop um, not only with people, but just in growing a business in a community like Roswell. And that's that's really been our experience, not only Roswell, but all of Southeast New Mexico. Wow. So uh, with, with staying on the Roswell topic, <coughs> obviously uh, it's a smaller community, things like that. What would you see, because you've talked about, uh, which everyone that visits always talks about the hospitality and the genuine nature of the people. What do you see as the challenges of working in that environment and what have you guys been doing to overcome those things? No, that's a great question. Uh, I, I think there, there are plenty of challenges being in Roswell. We're, we're a bit uh, remote. I mean, you talk about needing to get to bigger cities. Uh, you're looking at Albuquerque and, and some of these others that aren't nearby. Um, and just opportunity-wise, employee-wise, sometimes even just the hiring process, that, that can present challenges that, that you may have any number of different areas. But um, what we have just found is the pluses outweigh the negatives, the positives. And, and what offsets a little bit of those challenges, I think, of a place like Roswell is we live in the most amazing time in history for business owners because of technology. Yeah. You can, in an instant, have a reach that you could never have had you know, even a few years ago. Yeah. And so we, we like to, to use a combination of modern technology combined with just relationship building. There's a certain amount of business that you can't be so unwilling to invest in technology, you'll be left behind. I don't care yeah. whether that's law, home care, there is a function of technology that, that can make you efficient and you have to be willing to invest in. But you can't do so um, 
just at, at the mercy of relationships that's or great. you, you've got to mm-hmm. have really that combination. And that's for each of our businesses. We have tried to capture both of those. And, um, certainly the relationship side with Roswell has been something growing up here to say, you know who we are. This is the kind of business we're going to build. We'd love to work with you. And here's how we'd like to do it. Right. Um, and you can't, you can't replace that side with technology. Y- you, yeah. Those two, at least from what, what works for us, kind of go hand in hand and use them to complement each other. Awesome. Um, okay, so let's shift gears again. I know that you're a studier of leadership practices, uh, business uh, success stories. Um, you've told me that one of your passions is just seeing how other people have achieved and how can you adapt that to here. Uh, of those things, what might be your three up to five quick, uh, just cool things that you would list and say, hey, here's some things that have really been defining for you lately that uh, you know the people listening in and so forth would be able to walk away with some nuggets of truth? Okay, sure. Uh, I love to read about different success stories uh, in other industries. I spent my life uh, in the practice of law. So I don't, I don't enjoy reading about other lawyers as much. I love reading about, uh, and we were talking about this earlier, the, the Kobe Bryant type. Yeah. One of the things that people respected so much about Kobe is, is he was not only an exceptional basketball player, he had great success off the court as a businessman. Yeah. And when you study guys like Kobe and some of these leaders in various industries, they're just elite, but not elite because they just were came out of the womb with the most unbelievable talent. Certainly they're talented, but they worked really hard. And yeah. I, I read a book called uh, Tools of Titans by Tim Ferriss. Tim Ferriss has yeah. a podcast where he interviews some of the most exceptional people in the world, whether they're Olympians, business owners, right. um, across all different fields, athletes. And when you read that, what he did is he, he interviewed them and just kind of asked them to speak about their life and what, what did they attribute their success to and just learn a little bit more of their story. And what I love about the book, and I would encourage anyone to check it out, okay. it's, it's broken up into sections. You learn about a lot of different people. Um, but you see, start to see some common threads. What, what makes an Olympian successful? What does he have or she have um, that, that is similar to this business owner or someone that's the world-class chef? Yeah. And when he puts it, when he compiles in a book like this, you start to see some similar things. And one of them is just out of the gates, this mindset of I'm going to work really hard to succeed, this yeah. relentless pursuit of excellence. And I don't care whether you're a small law firm owner or you're the you're the owner of a Fortune 500 company. There are certain uh, skills and and certain things you're going to have to do to succeed. And every single one of them had to be willing to work really hard. They didn't say, where's the fast forward button? Where's the how do I just get instant success? They were willing to work hard, invest and do things for long term success. And, and I've tried to take some of those principles and apply it cool. in my own practice. Uh, so certainly understanding the mindset of, I'm gonna have to work really hard. When I was growing up as a lawyer and first being trained, my dad taught me the difference between a good lawyer and a bad lawyer was hard work. Wow. And, and Donovan, I think That's that good. can be expanded out into any industry. There yeah. is no short circuit, shortcut. You gotta be willing to do the right things and, and do it well 
uh, and to have this understanding, it may take some time, but it's worth it. Wow, that's really good. Um, what, uh, because we're in such a, a unique digital age where everything's now, 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 how are you taking what you've been studying on that, which is about, you know, everything's a process and it takes time, mm -hmm. and helping uh, this younger generation along the path of understanding that just because you're in an immediate now stuff, which that's good. Some things are really great. You know, we can get it now. We can have, I'm not knocking it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes that creates an impatience that, you know, uh, loyalty and stability is lost. Uh, what are you guys doing to inspire that? I think it starts with understanding why we're doing it in the first place. Okay. If you don't understand why am I going into business? You, you can go get a job, earn a paycheck, any number of different ways. Yeah. If you're going to take that leap and, and be a business owner, then you, I believe you have to start with why are you doing it in the first place? Because yeah. you will run into difficult times financially, personally. There are sacrifices that are made. Yeah. Um, you better have a really good idea uh, about why you're doing it in the first place. Because when those tough times come, when you're in those valleys and you're struggling, it's that anchor of, I am doing this because we'll, we'll get you through it. And so if it takes time, if you don't see that immediate success, then you're okay with that because you know long-term, I'm doing this because it is so important to me. I, yeah. I will not fail because my I'm a provider in my family or whatever your why might be. I would encourage anyone in any industry, list it out, write it out. Write it out That's frequently and, and keep going back to that because it will not be just this easy, I show up just because I have a good product to sell, people come. There's all different aspects of it. There's a marketing side. You've got to be able to communicate it well. Do you have the right team? There are a lot of pieces that go into this recipe for success. Yeah. And I just think if you are understanding of your why, why you did it in the very first place, you're okay with you're at least a lot more likely to be okay with it being a little bit of a longer process because you know deep down, I'm doing it for a reason. I'm going to do what it takes to succeed, even if it takes a little bit of time. Wow, really good. Uh, I knew that this would be good in these conversations with you. So let's let's say that we're uh, talking about a younger 18, 19, 20, somewhere in there uh, entrepreneur, because we're going to run that filter because you are an entrepreneur yourself. Um, uh, that's that's wanting to go out on their own, wanting to start something, um, doesn't know where to begin, um, loves the idea of all that, but hasn't had any mentorship in this or training. Uh, how would you give them some insight and guidance and maybe, maybe even add to that of where would you direct them to be learning from, you know, so, some sources that they can go to as well? So it's kind of a two-part. Sure, I think it's a couple of things. As, I, as we talked about earlier, we live in an amazing time for technology and information. There's tons of information out there. And I think it starts with trying to narrow down what, what are your skill sets or what industry are you potentially considering? And it could be a, a wide variety. And then start looking on law, online and, and start researching that industry. There's lots of information out there. Um, there's everything from message board. I would read books. I'm an information guy. If okay. there's something I wanna learn, there's podcasts, there's online research. And, and I gotta tell you, I think there is a lot of value in just being bold about 
who does something well in that industry. Don't okay. don't reinvent the wheel and go out and just either try and get a, a meeting with them, a phone call, just start learning from those in that field. What I found, yeah. most business leaders that have some measure of success are willing to share their information. Mm, I think good. they'd love it. If you're yeah. curious, teach me about this, particularly for someone who's just kind of starting to figure out if this is something they want to do and be bold with it. Yeah. There are a lot out there that are so fearful of what if. It, it, learning to be okay with with failing and not it succeeding from day one um, is, is it just a skill you have to become okay with. Nobody wants to fail, but if you read about most successful business people, athletes or anyone, they've had failure wow. in yeah. their path. They've yeah. learned from it. And even people, it, it's funny, you read everyone from Walt Disney who's fired and doesn't get jobs and goes to a hundred different banks trying to get financing for the parks. You realize the people that we now know as these huge success stories didn't start out that way. They started at the ground level with just this willingness to work hard. I love 18 and 19 year old kids that have a desire to go out and be an entrepreneur, yeah. but don't be it because they just don't want a boss be it because you want to create, you want to dream, you want to feel something inside of you that says, wow, let's good. do something incredible, but don't mistake being an entrepreneur for, I don't have to work. I think it's the opposite. If you're an entrepreneur, I think you almost have to work harder than someone that just has that normal job. Understood. Um, because Donovan, as a finance guy, I, there's a, uh, my heart is also with the practical. You got to pay the bills. You can't just be a dreamer and not ever have the practical side of how do I support myself. Yeah, that's good. But but being willing to work hard, do the research, put in the work. I, I love the time that we live in because the opportunities are unlimited. Excellent. Um, I'm gonna go uh, a little personal. Okay. Uh, you go as deep as you wanna go on that. Okay. But you mentioned a, uh, an important key to being successful in business is your why. Mm -hmm. um, sure. Tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Uh, for me, uh, if someone said, who is Jeremy Worley? I would have said, um, I'm a Christian first and foremost. That defines every part of who I am and who I want to be. Um, I'm a husband and a father. If you said, would I rather be a successful business person or be a good dad and husband all day long? I want to be a good dad and husband. Wow. And I wanted a profession that would allow me to be a good husband and father, okay. but also find that need inside of me to work hard, to work within my skill set that I think the Lord's blessed me with, be willing to work hard, but willing to say, God, if I go out and I'm willing to take risks as an entrepreneur, and there are risks of starting businesses, um, then I'm willing to be bold with it. And, yeah. and I want, my why is I want to be a good husband and father and I want to provide for my family. Okay. Um, and I want to use the resources that God's given me to, um, to, to take care of my family, to be a giver, to give back. If, okay. if I can enjoy some measure of success, it allows me to, to do more things at my church or do it, it be involved in other organizations as well. And so for me, it starts with faith and family. Um, and again, that doesn't mean I don't I don't work hard, but it, it did mean I had the freedom to create something, to work hard for something, while at the same time allowing me to be the husband and father that, 
that is so important to me and that I want to be. Wow, that's really cool. Um, I think that resonates with a, a lot of us that uh, go out on our own. Uh, yeah. We just, we want to make a difference. I, I think that's a common thread that we hear a lot. Right. Um, and, and one thing I would add to that, Donovan, just something that, again, the why. Um, we have, throughout our different businesses, seven employees at my office, 20 to 25 at Visiting Angels. We've got another three through speech therapy solutions and through our ice houses. We have people showing up every single day that have kids at home. They have spouses at home. They have the same responsibilities that we have. We owe it to our employees to show up and be good men and women, to be honorable, to lead our business in a way that allows them to thrive. And I'm not talking just thriving because they get a paycheck and they go home. Do they find value in it? Is wow. it meaningful? Do they buy into the vision? And to be part of a community like Roswell that we can provide that, it's a blessing, but it's a responsibility. Wow. The way that, that I live my life as a business owner matters. It translates into how I run my business or who I'm a partner with. Yeah. You cannot completely separate those two. I cannot be a horrible person, a jerk to people, and over here come how and expect to somehow expect my staff to wow. be differently. If That's I good. ask them to treat clients a certain way, um, then it starts with, with me at the top. It starts with Josh at the top of setting the tone. And if we fail at that, and we have at times, it we see it reflected in our wow. business. So I, I think the, the why is also a lot of people depend on us. They've, they've taken a leap of faith, Donovan. They could go and work at other places. These are gifted people. These are really likable, good people. They can work any number of places. They've invested in us. They've taken a chance on us. I believe we owe it to them to continue to learn, improve, and run a business that helps it be a good thing for them, not just us as the owners. And that's really, really good. I appreciate you sharing that. That, that's uh, we've had some really good nuggets here today. Um, we're closing in on our time. We've we've probably got uh, five to ten minutes left of our our potential hour. You know, each one of these interviews might be somewhere 30 minutes, but I right. try to keep it within 60 minutes. And okay. I appreciate you giving your time and yeah. your insights and thoughts. What, uh, since we have a little bit of time there, what are some things when you had thought about coming on here that you were like, you know what, I'd, I'd love to share this, or maybe we didn't touch it or something else that springboarded as we were talking and you're like, you know what, let me, let me throw this out there. Sure. Uh, one that comes to mind that I hear from friends that have considered at various times whether they should start their own business. Um, there's, a, there's a fear factor that comes in. It's, it's hard to, especially if you're, you're not the 18 to 9 year old kid, but you're the 40 year old man or yeah. someone that's got time invested in the company. And they're considering whether they should kind of take that leap of faith and start a, a business. Wow. That's um, a good question. I, my encouragement would be is I think you're capable. People are capable of so much more than they give themselves credit for. Mm. It's scary. And I don't think it should be just this blind leap of faith, right? There's a, there's a balance of I've got to do my research and I've got to do my homework. But when I find that opportunity, I would just encourage anyone out there that's unsure, you're never going to have that, that everything's perfectly lined up. You're, you're risk free. It does not yeah. exist. But I think when you are put in that situation, to be willing to be bold, chase that dream, create something new, don't settle. Because I've, I've found too many people have that just inner desire to go out and either be a business owner or try something new. 
and and they're either scared or hesitant for good reason. Yeah. But if you, it, I would encourage some to be a little bit more bold with it because it's so rewarding, not without challenges, but it is rewarding if you have that part in you that says, I know I can go out and do it. And you and I were talking about this earlier. When you are put under restriction and you're, you're basically saying, I have to work at this or I can't make my right. mortgage or whatever. Right. It's amazing what blossoms from that. It is. It, it, yeah. it, it just, it forces something inside of us, that scrappy nature to say, I will not fail at this. Right. And this is where that, why did I do this? It, it, that, that comes into play when you're in those doubtful moments but to just say, be willing to take chances, because I think if more people would be willing to do that, um, they would surprise themselves. And not that it it, it doesn't come with without <laughs> saying, I've got to make sure my family's on board and those people around me. It's got to be a good decision. But go for it. It's There are too many people sitting at that desk unwilling to say, I won't take a chance on it. The, the same skill sets... I think are transferable across a number of different businesses. The same reason Kobe could be successful and off the court. The same same reason Olympians can be successful businessmen. If you're willing to go out and work really hard, and that means coming up with a plan, not every detail, there is no way to have it all figured out. <laughs> that the truth. Yeah, yeah. Amen to that, right? <laughs> um, about the time you think you have it figured out, it, uh -huh. it, you'll get thrown. But I wish more would be willing to say, you know what, it's worth it. I'm going to take a chance. I'm going to take a risk because I can do this. And that's uh, that would be my heart for anyone sitting out there listening. Take that chance. You would say that the risk is worth the, the chance of not having regret? Yes, absolutely. And I don't, whatever stage in life you are, yeah. you, you can find success. If you're willing to work hard at it, you, you can succeed. I am 100% convinced of it. But don't... Don't be the entrepreneur because you don't want the regular hours. Yeah, do it for the right reasons. Do yeah. it for the right reasons. Be, be willing to better be made for it to right? work at it. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's hard enough when you're made for it. I can't imagine uh, with all that we go through. Uh, if that wasn't your thing, oh my goodness. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and we've been in any of us that have been involved in those situations where you and I both have been, where you were in a a job that's steady and. Um, you just have this this desire inside of you that right. the what if right. and for me for josh for our family it was a lot of prayer and then you reach the point where you say let's do it and if you have that confidence then i truly believe you're willing to do what it takes to succeed success can be a lot of different things too and for some i agree it, it doesn't have to be a financial thing success is i have freedom Right. Freedom is invaluable for some. I right. want to be the little league coach. I want to go to dance. I want to pick my kids up from school. Yeah. That's that success can come more so than just in a paycheck. And and that's where if you're unwilling to take some of those risks. So it's okay reason. to have your own definition of success and just go after it. I think it's essential. Absolutely. Yeah. When you start with that why, why am yeah. I doing this? What it's what good. does success look like? Because you yeah. better be able to define that for the people around you. Yeah. You don't do this, most of us don't do it in a vacuum. You've got spouses right. and children and people that are dependent on you, employees. Um, how can you articulate that? And and you better get it right inside of you. You better figure it out before you expect other people it's good. to buy into it. Jeremy, this has been uh, amazing and just uh, I really appreciate you interrupting 
your day to spend some time with us and to share some of your truth, yeah. some of your life, uh, <laughs> you know, um, it matters. You know, we, we all get better by those that we're around and mm -hmm. people we learn from. And so um, what's, what's ways that people can connect with you? Uh, you know, if, if they're interested in learning more about who you are or what you do, or even just uh, following you online and stuff like that. What's... Okay. Yeah. I, I'm at uh, the Injury and Disability Law Center okay. uh, in Roswell, and we're right on Main Street, right kind of down from the McDonald's UFO. Um, I love talking about this stuff, Donovan. I, my, my priorities are to taking care of my clients and my full-time job, but I love this stuff. And because I learn as much when I sit down and do this and I talk with you over a lunch, I learn as much from you um as certainly more so than you'd learn from me and i love this idea of learning from others so anyone that's out there i'd love to connect with them um you can i'll, I'll give my cell phone my cell phone's 575-626-2351 um you can text me uh jeremy at idlawcenter.com is my email um and our website for our law firm if you want to see other stuff we put out is um it's just idlawcenter.com okay and we do a, a monthly newsletter. So if you're interested in kind of learning more about our office and what we do, we put that out every single month and be happy to add you to our list. And, um, but again, any, any business leaders out there, anyone that just wants to talk uh, constantly learning because we can talk about this for an hour and it sure sounds like all these things that, that I can say, but I'm still learning too. Yeah. I, I have a lot to learn. We screw up a lot. Um, our heart is just to learn from that and try and get it right. Awesome. Well, All right. it's been a pleasure, All right. Jeremy. Thanks, Donovan. Thank you for spending your time. You bet. If you like today's program, subscribe to the format you are on, whether it be YouTube or a podcast channel. If you'd like to connect with me, go to DonovanFulkerson.com. It has details about myself, our companies, and how to connect. If you're following our social media, my personal pages, well, it's just that. It has a lot of personal things, including spiritual content and the details that uh, I find interesting to me. Our social accounts for our businesses obviously is that. There will be products and day-to-day -day activities and things that relate to those specific companies. Thank you for connecting. Please share